0: Hey everyone, welcome to Know Your Food with Warty. I'm Warty, a wife and mom of three and author of the Complete Idiot's Guide to Fermenting Foods. I'm also the lead teacher, blogger, and owner of TraditionalCookingSchool.com. I'm so glad you're here. This is the podcast devoted to healthy family cooking with traditional methods like sourdough and old-fashioned pickling. These foods are easy, delicious, healing, and your family will love them. If you haven't already, be sure to grab my free gift for you. Five free traditional cooking videos from Inside Traditional Cooking School that will introduce you to my favorite fundamental techniques of traditional cooking. To start watching today, go to knowyourfoodpodcast.com slash watch. And now let's get to today's show. Welcome to Know Your Food with Wardy, episode 160. It's hard to believe we're at 160, 160 episodes of visiting with you each week to talk about food and have guests. And really just share our love of health and nutrition and joy at the family table. So links and more for everything I talk about today in this podcast are at knowyourfoodpodcast.com slash 160. That is if you're checking it out later. If you're here live with me on Periscope for the live recording, welcome. I'm so thrilled you're here. It's going to be a lot of fun. And if you're checking this out later, um, if you go to knowyourfoodpodcast.com slash 160, you will see different versions of what we're discussing today so if you're on the audio you could switch to the video recording if you're on the video recording you could switch to the audio and or subscribe on itunes you'll also find complete notes and an infographic about today's topic so all that is going to be waiting for you at knowyourfoodpodcast.com slash 160 so the topic of today today's podcast smoothies and i have mine here to show I love smoothies. If you're live with me now, put a thumbs up or tap the screen a bunch to share your love of smoothies too. I'd love to know if you're a smoothie fan as well. <laughs> I'm seeing lots of hearts coming in, so that's great. Hello to you. Glad to share this love of smoothies. So here's why I love smoothies. Um, they're delicious, of course. It's so easy to like pack a bunch of stuff in and just get it because you're drinking it down or... If you're using a straw, you're sucking it down. And finally, you can just load them up and make them as healthy as you can. I love to see that you guys love smoothies too. You're really loading up the comments with thumbs up and lots of love and lots of hearts. So it's great to share that. My smoothie today, I tend to be a creature of habit, so I may like introduce something new and then do it for months and then introduce something new again. But my smoothie today is raw milk, that's the base. I'm sorry, raw milk yogurt, that's the base. I make um, yogurt for our family that's a 24-hour ferment, reducing the lactose completely um, with our raw milk. And the things I've added to it are chia seeds for fiber, Uh, maca powder because I love maca for uh, female health and for my workouts I weight lift I lift weights and a previous episode of know your food podcast is all about why women should lift weights so it's either I think it's 158 so check that out if you haven't already I've added um, collagen because I really believe in additional collagen for um, connective tissue for youthfulness so I boost um, I boost the protein in my diet with the additional amino acids that are found in collagen. And I've sweetened this smoothie with stevia and a bit of honey. So that's my smoothie. Oh, and I did add some lemon extract. I usually add some kind of flavored extract to just give it a boost of flavor. Um, So that's why I love them. That's what I'm drinking today. And it seems like it's so easy to get smoothies right, but the reason we're having this discussion today is actually because smoothies can be confusing nowadays, because people are talking about adding this and adding that, and then there's green smoothies. And a lot of the information out there actually is wrong. So I wanted to discuss it today. In fact, um, I wanted to discuss it After benefiting from the wisdom and research of traditional cooking school writer Megan Stevens, who is at eatbeautiful.net, she actually put together an awesome resource for you at tradcookschool.com slash healthy smoothie. It's the basis for what I'm sharing today on this podcast. She put together this list of do's and don'ts for smoothies based on her research and her health journey. And I also want to thank my daughter, Hania, who did a lot of research and editing to make sure that um, the information was right on and you know expressed well and also just you know just to put it together in a really nice format so all that is at tradcookschool.com healthy smoothie along with this fantastic infographic we had created for you if you can see that on the video here it's quite long whoops can I scroll up with one finger nope <laughs> uh, switch to a different image let me see if I can get that back um, I don't know if I can do that backward, but uh, anyway, it's quite long with a list of do's and don'ts, what we're going to be discussing today. So go to tradcookschool.com slash healthy smoothie if you want to see that. Also the show notes, knowyourfoodpodcast.com slash 160. And everything we're going to talk about today, those do's and don'ts, is in this infographic. And actually, I'd love for you to share it. If you find the information helpful... You can uh, save that image to your computer and share on social media, or you can easily click the the pin or the Facebook button right on the image to share directly to your Facebook or Pinterest, and I'd appreciate it very much. So I think that's all the preamble I wanted to get into, Uh, to tell you how much I love smoothies, to give credit to Megan and Hania, who have put a ton of work into this information that I'm sharing today on healthy smoothie do's and don'ts. Um, and so if you're ready to get started, let's get into them because there's quite a few. So we're going to start with the don'ts. These are the don'ts that you should follow. Oh, first I want to back up because this is going to be a list of do's and don'ts, um, but I don't want anybody to feel the burden of having to make the perfect smoothie or that you know, you're know you going to mess up. So there's plenty of room in this for doing the best you can while creating a smoothie that you enjoy eating. The purpose here is to give you that freedom to make your smoothies healthy, and also just to help you sort through the misinformation that's out there. So let's start with the don'ts, and then we'll end on a positive with the do's. And thankfully, there's fewer don'ts than do's. So the first don't number one, which is gonna shock all the green smoothie crowd, is don't use raw kale or raw spinach in your green smoothies. This is because kale belongs to the cruciferous family. It's hard to digest unless it's cooked, and it also suppresses the thyroid. don't need that. Spinach is high in oxalates. These are organic acids that can contribute to kidney stones, among other health complications. So um, just avoid the raw kale and the raw spinach in your smoothies. And coming up, I'll have a solution for you because kale and spinach are very valuable for you. You just got to do it right. So don't is don't do it raw. Okay. And if you visit tradcookschool.com slash healthy smoothie, you'll also see links to more information on Um, this don't in particular plus the others that I'm going to bring up okay so now we're at don't number two which is don't use store-bought fruit juice in smoothies and I'm guilty of this when the kids were little and we were not as enlightened as we are now about health food and traditional cooking you know we had a lot of fruit fruit juice that we purchased at Trader Joe's and you know I'd use it for smoothies and desserts and things like that even um, you know soaking oats in it or making anyway You all know, there's recipes out there calling for fruit juices. The problem with store-bought fruit juices is they sit overnight and they're basically turning to fructose and losing living enzymes. And that's if they were alive to begin with. We know that so many of the fruit juices out there are pasteurized anyway, there were no live enzymes, but if you did happen to purchase a high-quality fruit juice and it sat overnight, um, in the morning, it's not as good as when it was fresh. The store-bought fruit juices are just essentially liquid sugar, with zero nutrition. Um, So don't use store-bought fruit juices in your smoothies. Number three, this is a rage in in smoothies these days, so I'm gonna have a don't for you, but later on there will be a do to show you the right way to do it. But the don't, we'll start with the bad news, is don't use canned coconut water. Are you hearing the rage out there? People are talking about coconut water this, coconut water that. It's so great. Well, the problem with canned coconut water is that it's not fresh, so its living enzymes have expired, and it doesn't really have any nutrition yet. It may have moderate amounts of potassium, but it's coming packaged in a high sugar base, so probably not worth it. Um, So don't use canned coconut water. I'll have a, a good option for you coming up. Number four is don't use protein powders, except sparingly or purposefully. There is a caveat here. Um, Protein powders in general, few of them are comprised of whole foods. A lot of them, especially the commercially available, have hard to assimilate food components. And our bodies, at the end of the day, are going to benefit the most from whole foods, not from food extracts. Now, there are whole food protein powders out there, and I've recommended one um, called Vital Whey Protein, and my belief is that these are fine in moderation, or if you have a specific need for more protein in your diet, and your pro- and your diet is already full of quality protein, so if you're bodybuilding or you need extra protein because you're pregnant, um, the whole food, you know, non-denatured protein powders are a good are a good option if you really need it, and that's why the caveat is, don't use it except for purposefully, okay? And just um, overall, animal protein is going to be the best kind of protein for you. You want to use nuts and seed uh, proteins such as hemp protein more sparingly, and this is because of the um, the omega omega three or would you? omega-3, omega-6 ratio. The nuts and seeds are higher toward the omega-6s, and really for overall health, we need to shift the, the ratio of fatty acid balance in our body toward the omega-3, and that's where the animal proteins really, really shine. The, animal, the fats and the proteins um, from animals really shine on the omega-3 ratio. Okay? And so uh, we just have two more don'ts left. Don't number five is don't add cacao nibs. Now, this is a really hot thing, right? So the caveat here is unless they're high temperature roasted and as an occasional treat because you love the flavor. So in general, you want to avoid them. I'll tell you why in a moment. Unless you really love the flavor and you're just doing it occasionally. And if you're going to do it occasionally, you want to make sure that they're high temperature roasted. The reason is we did some research and according to sources um, and our, our main source is Chris Cresser who has a you know very big site with a lot of health information online. So raw, unfermented cocoa beans are extremely high in phytic acid. Now phytic acid is that you know, kind of buzzword in traditional cooking. We're trying to avoid it wherever possible because it binds with minerals in your digestive tract. So it can lead to mineral deficiencies. Mineral deficiencies can be all, cause all kinds of ailments, but you know, one of the biggies is tooth decay and cavities. So if you have um, cacao nibs in your smoothie and they're high in phytic acid, then you're, it's, it's going to contribute to mineral deficiency. So the cacao beans must be harvested, fermented, dried, cracked, deshelled, and sometimes roasted to get the cacao nibs out. The fermentation and the roasting will reduce the levels of phytic acid. The high-temperature roasting is is preferable because it kills any fungi present on the beans and reduces the phytic acid even more. So that's why I say if you're going to have it as an occasional treat because you love the flavor, choose the high-temperature roasted cacao. Which flies in the face of um, a lot of information out there where people are talking about raw cacao. Well, it turns out that, you know, according to our research, is there any raw cacao anyway? Um, Because the process of harvesting the cacao involves, you know, heat and fermentation just to get it out. And it turns out that the fermentation and the high temperature roasting are what kill fungi and also uh, reduce the phytic acid. So once again, (laughs) flying in the face of conventional wisdom here, or at least I should say uh, popular wisdom here. So that was don't number six about cacao. Sorry, that was don't number five. And I have don't number six, and then I'm gonna take a quick poll here. So don't number six with your healthy smoothies is don't add whole raw eggs or egg whites. The egg white protein called albumin is hard to digest and it's best eaten cooked only. So your whole raw eggs and your isolated uh, egg white, because that's the, that's the protein part of the egg, that's a no-no. Don't put those in your smoothies. So I wanna take a quick poll here with our live audience. So those of you who are here, have any of those shocked you? Are any of those, you know, you said, wow, I'm not gonna do that? And I can review them really quick. Don't number one is don't use raw kale or raw spinach. Don't number two is don't use store-bought fruit juice. Don't number three is don't use canned coconut water. Don't number four is to use the protein powders sparingly if you have a purpose. Don't number five is don't add the cacao nibs. Don't number six is the whole raw, don't add the whole raw eggs or egg whites. And In the comments, I'm getting yes to the eggs, to the hemp. Spring Spinner says we don't do any of those, yeah. Um, yes to the no raw eggs or spinach. Now you guys are commenting on the eggs. It's the egg white that's the problem. So I'll have a do, you know, an alternative for you. Getting a yes on the raw greens, a yes on the coconut water, another on the raw greens, another on the coconut water and cacao. Yeah. I mean, this is the popular wisdom that's out there. People are talking about how wonderful these things are, but they're really no-nos when you talk about them in the terms that I've mentioned. Okay. Um, getting some uh, slightly related questions, you want to save those for the end. So let's get into the do's now because I just went through six don'ts and I think I have um, 15 do's. So there's so much potential here for exciting, healthy, doable smoothies, okay? So do number one is do seek out those greens, just not in the form of raw spinach or raw kale. Um, An alternative for you is safely sourced Spirulina, and I have a link for you at tradcookschool.com slash healthy smoothie. Spirulina is an easy-to-use powder. It's abundantly rich in minerals, amino acids, fatty acids, and chlorophyll. It's amazing. Add it to your smoothies. Um, And to get the right boost without overpowering the flavor, because Spirulina has a very strong flavor, in fact our packet just to smell it is a little bit off-putting. So you'd use one teaspoon spirulina per 16 ounces of smoothie. So you don't need very much uh, to get the benefits and you definitely don't need very much if you don't want to overpower the flavor and and turn your smoothie so you don't really enjoy it. Okay, yeah, spirulina but only a little, correct. (laughs) Okay, so do number two. Now for all you uh, greens fans out there, this is the way to do the greens. Do add cooked leafy greens to your smoothies. Remember we talked about the phytic acid and the oxalates? Well, those are reduced if you steam your greens and drain away the water. So you can briefly steam your kale or your spinach, drain away that water, then freeze it in ice cube trays. And then you could put one to three ice cubes in every smoothie for the benefits of leafy greens without the risks of the cruciferous and without the um, oxalates. Okay. And in the comments, frozen, yes, frozen. And if you freeze them and you add them, it's like an ice cube in your smoothie. So it's going to make it colder. And you know, it's awesome because you're going to get, um, you know, if you just did ice, you end up just adding like frozen water to your smoothie. But if you add frozen greens in the form of an ice cube, it's like the frozen aspect, but it's actually nutrition boost. Okay. So that's how to do your raw greens is cooked first. If you want, you can make your own green powder. So if you steam your greens and drain them, and then you can lay them out in a dehydrator tray and dry them, they dry very quickly, and then you can whiz or just whiz them in a blender or you can crush them. And that's how you make your own homemade green powder that they have been pre-steamed so you've reduced the oxalates and you're not dealing with raw cruciferous. Okay, so it's really exciting and it's a really nourishing way to get those greens in your smoothies. Now we're at do number three do add fresh herbs to smoothies. Herbs like fresh basil and tarragon will add exciting flavor and they'll add a bit of leafy green nutrition to your smoothies. I wanna thank Megan, uh, you know, basically the author of this list here, for the caution to watch out for certain herbs like parsley because they are still quite high in oxalates and they're best eaten in small amounts or lightly cooked, but we wouldn't add a ton of parsley to a smoothie anyway. So you're probably within the realm of okay there. Number four is, this is the counterpart. Remember the do earlier was don't use store-bought juices. Well, number four on the do list is to do use fresh juices in your smoothies. If you have a juicer and you don't mind the extra step, you can fresh juice for many benefits. You get living enzymes, fresh juices help with detoxification and it's an excellent way to add foods like ginger, for instance, or carrots to your smoothie. So do use those fresh juices. Number five is to do use flax seeds, but at the right time. Flax is estrogenic, so it's best consumed during the first half of a woman's cycle. So use the flax, but in the first half of your cycle. Um, Flax, this is a caution from Megan. Flax doesn't convert well into the fatty acids our bodies require, EPA and DHA. It's also high in phytic acid, so it can rob your body of minerals. So it's it's one to add, but to add sparingly. Do number six. Remember I said don't use canned coconut water? Well, here's how you can use coconut water. Use the water from a fresh, young Thai coconut. You can add both the meat and the water to a smoothie and provide yourself with a plethora of living enzymes, or you can harvest fresh coconut water and ferment it and then use it in a smoothie. We do have a recipe at Traditional Cooking School for fermented coconut water, and there's a link for you at tradcookschool.com slash healthy smoothie. Okay, we're getting through this list of do's. Hope you're seeing all the possibilities here for healthy smoothies. And I'm just going to throw in here that don't feel like you have to do all of these. This is a comprehensive list of do's and don'ts. It's not that you have to do all the do's you have a lot of freedom here to make the healthiest smoothie that works with your budget and your nutritional needs etc number seven do is to do add avocado to your smoothies they are high in monounsaturated fats they are loaded with nutrition they also make smoothies creamy and they provide a great base for dairy-free milkshakes so if you're going to do you know take the smoothie direction to a milkshake direction and feel avocados are a great base for that they pair wonderfully with fresh mint or mint oil, with frozen berries, and fresh lime. Okay, do number eight. Do add whole food vitamin C powders. We recommend whole food vitamin C powders because um, you're taking the whole ground berry like Amla, Camu Camu, and, or Acerola, and you're getting all the benefits of the berry rather than just isolating ascorbic acid. So a whole food vitamin C source is very um, assimilable and it comes with a lot more than vitamin C that helps your body just assimilate that better. And we've got some links both to a powder that contains the three berries I just mentioned or to one that contains only amla and you can find those links at tradcookschool.com slash healthy smoothie. Okay number nine, do number nine. I've got that one right here in my smoothie I showed you and that is to do add chia seeds for an extra boost. Chia seeds are a seed that needs no soaking. You know, that comes up a lot in traditional cooking is do I need to soak, and most seeds you do, but chia seeds you do not need to soak. They're easy to digest, they provide energy, they're also high in good fats, in calcium and magnesium, and plus, and this is the main reason that I use them. Well, I mean, I love the other benefits, But chia seeds are high fiber, so they're very good for digestive regularity. So I make sure to have a tablespoon of chia seeds a day. And, you know, you can put them in water in five minutes. They'll turn into this gel that I don't find that pleasant to drink. But if I add them to my smoothie, I get them down quick and deliciously, and they add that little bit of crunch. Chia seeds. What's that again, says a commenter? Chia seeds. So get that extra boost of minerals, energy, fats, and fiber by adding chia seeds. And you know, a tablespoon I add to this quart-sized smoothie. Number 10, do number 10, is do add raw egg yolks. So the don't was don't do the whole eggs because of the um, egg whites. The protein is hard to digest when raw, but the egg yolk is wonderful raw. It's an excellent source of brain-healthy cholesterol and has a fat that's easy to digest. The caveat here is uh, you would want good quality eggs, pastured eggs, where you can feel confident, comfortable that eating them raw is going to be safe for you. So your backyard eggs or your neighbor where you know that their chicks, their, their hens are healthy and, you know, plenty of grass and sunshine and all that, not sick. Do number 11 is to use kombucha or jun. I think it's jun. I always forget. I ask Megan and then I forget. Jun as the liquid base to your smoothie. Jun is a particular variety of kombucha. Um, it's closely related, but it's a slightly different culture, but it's made the same way by fermenting, um, fermenting sweet tea with the scoby. But the scoby for kombucha and the scoby for jun have slightly different um, organisms, cultures in them. Anyway, they are bubbly probiotic beverages. You can make them cheaply at home. We have tutorials for kombucha and jun, well, I'm going to say we at least tell you a lot about Jun at traditionalcookingschool.com. So search for Jun, it's J-U-N, or search for kombucha, and you'll get much more information to make them cheaply at home. Anyway, they're a great way to add zing and nutrition to your treat. Amy is saying, anybody else say June? Um, honestly, I forget. I just, I've asked, and I've learned it, and I forget. <laughs> and then I come back to it, and I'm like, how is that pronounced again? Oh, the other thing with Jun or Jun, Jun is uh, it's not only a different SCOBY, but the sweetener you use is honey. It lives best on honey. Okay. Um, and by the way, we made kombucha for years with a kombucha SCOBY using sweet tea sweetened with honey. So we were making our own variety of Jun. I just didn't know it, and I didn't have the special Jun culture. But I, you know, maybe it's not technically Jun, but it was so close that it's sort of like anyway. Do number 12. Again, this is something I've got right now because I told you I added collagen. You can add collagen and gelatin to your smoothie. The caveat here is you wanna make sure to balance your total amino acid profile though. Um, Amino acids are the building blocks of protein. There's essentials and non-essentials and the essentials are what you need. You need all of them to make a complete protein, to have complete protein for your body to use. And the essentials, you have to get through diet, okay? And collagen and gelatin are great sources of non-essential amino acids. However, they're deficient in many of the essential amino acids, the ones our bodies can't make by themselves. We rely on food to provide the essentials. They're important building blocks. So if you're whipping up a smoothie for lunch, you want to make sure to nourish your body with meat, milk, or eggs at some point during your day too, because the meat, milk, or eggs are going to provide the essential amino acids. The gelatin or collagen doesn't. You can also add raw milk, yogurt, or kefir to your smoothie. And as I told you, mine is made with um, raw milk yogurt. So I've got the raw milk, yogurt, and then the boost of collagen. The raw milk yogurt, the kefir, uh, the yogurt, I already said raw milk, the yogurt, the kefir, the meat, milk, or eggs, these are all rich in the essential amino acids. So the point here is um, it's all about striking the proper balance. And you also just keep in mind the major food nutrients are working hand in hand. So not just your smoothie, but your overall diet, you want to make sure to have plenty of protein and fat because um, they each play a role together for assimilation. Okay, and there's more complicated information, although my daughter made it very simple for you in at tradcookschool.com slash healthy smoothie, but you can check that out, do number 12 to see the importance of having fat to utilize your protein and having protein to utilize your fat. There's pathways in the body where in order to make full use, you need the other. And it's not that you need it all in one smoothie, you need it all in your daily diet. Plenty of high quality protein and fat. Um Okay, so I'm not going to go any more into that, but that's do number 12. Feel free to add collagen and gelatin to your smoothie, but make sure that your overall diet has um, good fats and protein, and especially the protein because protein from meat, milk, eggs um, is going to provide the essential amino acids that you aren't not getting in collagen collagen and gelatin. Do number 13 do add raw liver. <laughs> now this one is kind of a scary one and I honestly don't do it very often, but I think Megan has inspired me here because the flavor of the liver at you know the level she's talking about is indistinguishable from the other ingredients. And the way she does is that she cuts up her raw liver into small chunks and she purees them in the blender. And here's another ice cube trick. She pours the puree into the ice cubes and freezes them And she does it for two weeks to kill any potential pathogens. And then you'd put one or two cubes in your smoothie. Um, Let the cubes sit at room temperature for five minutes just to soften up enough to blend. Um, You could cut them into thin slices or you could just put the whole cubes into your blender if your blender is high powered enough. Okay. And once again, you're going to get the fat soluble vitamins that are so important, A, D, A, and D. And um, the flavor is indistinguishable. So why not? Do number 14 is do add tiger nut flour. Now, this one I need to explain. Tiger nut is an awesome, it just tops the chart as a source of quality resistant starch. And Megan is a big fan of resistant starch. She's given us resistant starch recipes at traditional cooking school, and she speaks about it a lot at her blog, eatbeautiful.net. So if you add a few tablespoons of this tiger nut flour, to um, your smoothies, you're gonna get a great source of resistant starch. Now, let me explain to you what resistant starch is, and I'm quoting from eatbeautiful.net. Resistant starches are most notably found in green plantains and certain foods that have been cooked and cooled, like legumes, grains, and potatoes. The starches are called resistant because they resist being digested in the small intestine and they remain intact to become food for the good flora located in the colon. Really important, right? It's awesome, so a couple tablespoons of tiger night flour in your smoothie and you've got resistant starch. Our final do, we're nearly at the end, is to use honey water or stevia water as the liquid needed in your smoothie. So if you don't have raw milk or you don't have fresh juices on hand, take some water and add a little bit of honey or stevia and that can be your liquid base for your smoothie. Okay? Well, thank you all so much for being here. It's been a pleasure to be with you. And remember, the show notes, if you're checking this out later, will be live at knowyourfoodpodcast.com slash 160. And the complete notes from you know, all the do's and don'ts that I shared are at... Tradcookschool.com slash healthy smoothie. It's been a great blessing to talk to you. And if you do change your habits with smoothies or if anything was a big light bulb, I'd love to hear it at the comments of knowyourfoodpodcast.com slash 160. And the overall message I want to end with here is to feel the freedom to make a healthy smoothie. This is a list of do's and don'ts, but we're all doing the best we can. And so we've put together, you know, the best information here, but there's plenty of freedom for you to pick and choose and have a smoothie that you love to eat and that's as healthy as works for your pantry and your budget and your lifestyle. And, okay, before I say goodbye, remember at tradcookschool.com slash healthy smoothie, there is an infographic that lists all the do's and don'ts. So go grab it and save it to your computer and reference it. You could print it out. It's full color, and we'd love for you to share it on social media too, like Facebook or Pinterest. There's buttons right on the graphic where you can just click to share. I'd really appreciate it. God bless you all. Bye-bye. Thank you so much for joining me today. I hope you'll come back again. Let me tell you what you can do next. You can visit the show notes for this episode and get links and more resources about today's topic. Just visit com slash, and then, without a space, type the number of this episode. You can stop by traditionalcookingschool.com slash watch to get five free traditional cooking videos from me. It's a gift. You can subscribe to this podcast on iTunes, the podcast app, or Stitcher. If you're on a mobile device, just search for Know Your Food with Warty while you're in the app. If you're on a desktop or laptop, go to knowyourfoodpodcast.com slash iTunes, right in your browser. And while you're there, please leave a rating or review. I love to read your comments and your feedback makes it much more likely that others who are interested will find this podcast too. Thank you so much and God bless you.